Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They beat the Dodgers by a score of two to one. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! One sixty, one sixty-one, and one still alive. That's baby. right. That's Let's right. go! D-backs World Series, Series champions. Let's go! Crown is now. Yeah, we're not overreacting. We weren't overreacting <laughs> last night, and we're not overreacting now. Don't tell us that we are. Welcome into the PHNX D-backs podcast. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as a Savannah Banana, which we will get to later. This wonderful lady next to me is the one and only Danielle taking uh, taking over for Jesse while Jesse will be coming to us live from Dodger Stadium where I'm hoping that he's rubbing it in other people's faces, but I'm sure he's not. He's, he's such a good boy like that. But we are excited. What an exciting game that we saw today from the Arizona Diamondbacks against the Dodgers. Uh, we said yesterday that they looked outmatched against this team. They did not look outmatched today. Danielle. Not at all. Uh oh man, what a what a game. Just what what a freaking game. You get absolutely <laughs> yeah. dominated yeah. by Trevor May. At one point from the fourth to the seventh inning, oh, he sent down ten guys in a row. It was, ten guys in a row and it, just looked completely outmatched like they did yesterday. We were talking about, you know, heading into that that eighth inning. It's like, oh boy, like one run seems a little insurmountable, right? It was the most but, bleak zero and zero game I've ever <laughs> experienced in my life. Merrill Kelly had a 28 first pitch, uh, 28 pitch yeah. first inning. Yeah, 28. Uh, and we knew that he was already going to be on a shorter pitch count. Tori Lovello had said that before the game. He said that prior to Merrill Kelly making his first start because of the WBC and just how short his spring training was. But uh, a 28 pitch first inning isn't great ever, let alone when you know the guy's already on a short leash, yeah. right? Um, but it put him behind early. Meanwhile, like you said, Dustin May. Uh, was just incredible. Was just incredible. Yeah. Was going uh, out he there. He had his stuff going. Yes. But the D-backs didn't break. No. They no. bent, but they did not break. They bent, and but that's, they did not break. And, and, you know, so many years pass. If, you know, late in the game, Mookie bets home run, hang your head, all right, go get him tomorrow, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But not this team. This team fights. You see that. We saw that in freaking spring training, and yeah. now we're seeing it come to fruition. <laughs> I Oh, man, I love this. I, 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 love, love the, I love the comment, Jesse would be murdered by Dodgers fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank goodness y'all sent him and not not one of us. Yeah, here, right? no, no, I was not we'd the be right out. choice. Yeah. I was yeah, not the right be, choice. They knew that. WrestleMania was happening in that city, <laughs> so they knew better than to send me. But uh, we're very excited to have you guys here. Your comments are cracking me up. We are praying for Jesse's safety. Uh, Ryan said yesterday, call the ambulance today. <laughs> 
but not for us. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man, I'm fired up. But it was an exciting game. I mean, honest, honestly, uh, it, it sounds like hyperbole to say it, but it did seem kind of. Uh, kind of a lost cause, even though it was 0-0. Merrill Kelly leaves the game after three and two-thirds innings, giving up three hits, no runs, uh, four walks, four strikeouts, right? But, uh, you know, we have an appearance. <laughs> that just, at that point, uh, put fire in all of our blood, uh, and it put fire in Dre Jamison's blood, who came out there and actually had an incredible outing in relief that is the exact reason why they left that's him here and didn't send him down. That's Reno. why he got the call up despite his yeah. bad numbers in Reno last year, right? You saw this stuff. Yeah. 97, we were talking about what a luxury it is to have a guy to come out of the bullpen when your starter doesn't go as as far as you want him to go. Yeah. He comes out, he's throwing 60 plus pitches. His, he, his you know, we, went, we, we, we mentioned it. Long, his, you know? his 60th pitch was 97 miles an hour, dropping in that 83 mile an hour. Filthy slider that he yeah. was feeling today. Yeah. What a luxury does have yeah. that guy on? on you, you were taking notes about that. He hung four, and there was I, I the, count, just the one that he I, really got. I uh, counted four yeah. hanging sliders, but his pitch selection, you know, you're geared up for that fastball. Um, on on the scouting report, he throws hard. He likes his fastball. And then all of a yeah. sudden, he's out there busting out changeup. Yeah. Um, that they just swung through. And the home run that he gave up was not a bad pitch. Yeah. He buried it. The only problem is, you know, we talked about it a little bit during the game. Um, is it, if if you throw a slider on the inside of half of the plate to a right-hander, it breaks yeah. right into their barrel. So you know that's just kind of what happened. Yeah. Um, but you it know what? Break you know who, you know who also did that? Alex Vesia, baby. Let's go, Kyle, Kyle Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> Let's go, Kyle Lewis. Again, you thought you were calling the ambulance for Kyle Lewis yesterday? No, it wasn't for Kyle Lewis. It's for you because Kyle Lewis comes through. Uh, and honestly, Jesse pointed this out. Uh, but Jesse definitely had a, had a good point. We were uh, text messaging. Uh, Tori Lavallo made some good managerial decisions, yes. which we will talk about. But obviously a big part of that was the minute that uh, one uh, Dustin May left the game and, and Alex Vesia came into the game. Uh, Tori Lavallo did not hesitate to jump on that and send out some of those right handed batters that they have, uh, which included Tori Lavallo sending out uh, Evan Longoria and Kyle Lewis. Longoria doubled. Kyle Lewis homered them both in to give the Diamondbacks two to one lead. Nick Schultz says, "I never doubted. I, we never doubted either for a second. I might. Well, maybe I, I might have doubted a little bit yesterday. <laughs> I might have. I might have tweeted out today that baseball makes me sad before today's uh, game. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just an incredible, incredible game. And uh, you know, it, it, it's funny how fast baseball can change. Yeah, right. right? And that's, it's funny. How that's fast the beauty of it, yeah. right? You know, if, if if the Suns have a bad game, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to stew on it for a couple days, right? If the Cardinals when the Cardinals have a bad game, I should say, you gotta have um, a, you gotta stew on it for yeah. for a week, sometimes too, if yeah. it's on a bye, right? Baseball, you get right back at it tomorrow. Right. That's it's the beauty of this game. I love it so much. No matter what's going on. Tomorrow is a new day. And look at this. How like the sky was falling in yeah. in in D-backs world yesterday. Now all of a sudden we're feeling great. <laughs> um I don't know what's going on in the peanut gallery over there. But. So uh Shane made a chat GPT of Jesse getting assaulted by Dodgers. Fans. <laughs> It's a breaking news article, but he's okay. Okay. Can I get some details from it? Uh, yeah, here, let me Please, let's get Shane in here. 
Uh, uh, Shane and I had some fun today out at the Savannah Bananas, by the way. Peach Nick we'll Sports writer Jesse Friedman, assaulted by Dodgers fans but escapes with minor injuries. Uh, writer Jesse was the victim of a violent assault by several <laughs> Dodgers fans outside of Dodgers stadiums last night. According oh, to witnesses, no. the altercation broke out after Friedman was verbally harassed by the fans <laughs> for wearing a Diamondbacks jersey. I didn't, I didn't even say anything about the Diamondbacks. Oh my god. Hey, show of hands, who has that actually happened to? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I won't go to I will not go to Dodger Stadium oh ever again god. as long as I live. Yeah. Oh man. But uh that's hilarious. And I hope Jesse's okay because now I'm worried about it. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like when you know your kid's okay, but then you see a thing on TV and you're like, now I'm worried about them. Like that's how I feel, right? But uh the other thing here is Tori Lovello had some challenges that he made that were successful and were very, very clutch in this game. Uh, you had the challenge, uh, he was right both times, uh, challenge to save a run in the second inning when uh, Gabriel Moreno caught David Peralta stealing second. Uh, Cattell did a great job keeping the tag on Peralta, which gave gave him the out. Uh, and then he also challenged the D-backs uh, leadoff base runner in Corbin Carroll in the eighth where he beat out the uh, the first base a ground ball to first ground base. ball to first he base beat out a ground no, ball to first base what human being does that <laughs> when it's like a routine ground ball and he can just outrun the pitcher uh, getting over there I don't know what happened there but I love Corbin Carroll Corbin Carroll again had himself a, another good game yep yep that's what he does man he makes things happen the D backs just have a bunch of guys who make things happen and that's the that's the beauty of this team right they're just yep. so much fun to watch yeah. Um, and but, you, br- you brought up the, the challenge. I mean, up until Kyle Lewis's home run, that was the biggest play of the game because yeah, the very really next pitch, yeah. Miguel Rojas hit a double. That's a run, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, And yeah. how often do you see that happen? Uh, a guy caught stealing like, a hit that would have driven him in the very next pitch. So biggest play of the game to me. I yeah, mean. it was huge. It was huge. But uh, And it was, again, like you said, it was a challenge, right? Uh, it was it was at least the biggest uh, play of the game until that home run by Kyle Lewis, which uh, lit PHNX HQ here up. Uh, we were very excited about that, watching the game here. Uh, meanwhile, we're sitting next to the Suns uh, crew. They, they win all the time, and they're like up by six, and they're just, you know, dramatically over the top about potentially losing. All right, look, I get it's a bad Nuggets team. But we over here will take any win, no matter how big or small. One run, one run wins are still wins, and uh, especially when it's against the Dodgers. Especially baby. when it's against the Dodgers. Enjoy I, that traffic out of Dodgers Stadium. Yeah, right. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, and one of the things that Jesse had said was that even winning one game out of this series is a good luck. Yeah. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, like, absolutely. Do the we D-backs, have the one win now? The Dodgers kind of take have the owned the D-backs at Dodgers Stadium. It's very true. It's a different, you know, it's a little different story at home, but at at Dodger Stadium in LA, the deep, you're you're lucky if you can get one game. Yeah. Honestly, with the history that they have, it felt like you know a couple of years ago where the D-backs had lost what like 15 in a row yeah. in in like freaking New York or whatever, something like that. It, it felt like that. It wasn't quite that bad, but it felt like that. So just honestly, any win, any win on a on a primetime game like this Friday night at yeah. Dodger Stadium, yeah. get that win for a young team. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I agree with that, and I think the. I think hopefully the pressure is off, right? Like yeah. that's one thing yeah. that this team has been doing too much at, at times is pressing. Yeah. You can tell because they all kind of clamp up at the same time. But now it does. It feels like some of the newer pieces actually help to kind of break through that yeah. that offensive slump. Obviously, Kyle Lewis being the biggest piece of that, but Evan Longoria was also another vital piece of that. He was 
You know, he doubled right before Lewis's home run. Bat. He had a great at bat. Yeah, he really did. Um, but I want to give credit where credit's due to the pitching staff here a little yes. bit because even though Merrill Kelly didn't go very long, uh, you know, he's still, once again, his line, three and two-thirds, three hits, no runs, four walks, four strikeouts. Then you have uh, you have uh, Dre Jamison coming in in relief, going four innings, two hits, one earned run, three walks, five strikeouts. The two of them combined was an outstanding start for yeah, many pitchers, absolutely. right? absolutely. And, uh, of course, even though Kelly couldn't last very long, we see the uh, we see the benefit to Dre Jameson that, being here, being a part of this bullpen, uh, and it instantly it instantly pays off for Tori Lavallo, who once again uh, turned out to have some very good managerial decisions. He leaves Dre Jameson in for a good while, the four innings pitched, and that allows him to save his bullpen yeah. for the rest of the series because with Merrill Kelly going just three and two thirds, it, it looked like it was going to be disastrous for this team yeah. this early on to have your bullpen this spent yeah going here, through a four here we game go. series here we go again 20 yeah. 2021 2022 yeah. all over again right right but then uh you know again he pinch hit for thomas perdomo and rojas in the eighth when the dodgers bring in lefty alec vesia uh he had the two challenges uh and uh he just he did a great job tonight like tory tory was on his stuff and it made the difference it really did make the difference in this game yeah yeah it's crazy what what having actual legitimate major league options can do right yeah like, you know so a lot of the fans question tory's decision for, for decisions over the last couple of years but like what what choices did he have right your choices are between some guy who's who got called up from double a because your other guys are hurt and then just a bunch of scrap like you know scraps other yeah. team scraps yeah. now you have an actual major league lineup. You can make these changes, right? You can you can ho- make wholesale changes when they bring in a lefty versus a righty, right? Like this is what we're seeing. Yeah. Um, well, the rest of the bullpen was was good, just not great. Scott McGuff, uh, only a third of an inning pitched, walked two, and that was not great. Yeah. Uh, and then you also have Andrew Chafin who came in to get the save. So you have Dre Jamison with the win, Chafin with the save, uh, Chafin. Looked very angry at himself at times. We were just discussing whether he was mad. At, like, there was no way you could be mad at the umpire because yeah, he's missing by a mile, way outside right? the strike zone. But uh, I was glad he got mad at himself because after that, he really <laughs> buckled down. Yeah, he walked he, in. and Yeah, it was great to see, man. And, I mean, I don't know. Again, Tori Lovello has said he's going to be going to closer by committee. Uh, and I could see it being that way, the way that he went to Jafin tonight. Uh, too often, you know, you have to go to the same guy way too much. Mm. And I think just not like clearing your head of the concept of a closer yeah. and just going with a reliever in the same way you would if it was the seventh or the eighth inning seems like a smarter route to go, yeah. to be honest, yeah. in, in modern baseball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When when with such an emphasis on pitch count and innings and whatever, um, when you don't have that specific role, then everybody's geared up to be the closer, right? Yeah. Is it going to be yeah. my night? Is it going to be your there? Like, who knows? Yeah. Um, you know, competition is great in, in the yeah. situation. Uh, Ryan says, Tori just needs to get uh, Carroll to lead off. He will as soon as uh, I think they go up against the lefty. Uh, the buck stops here with the super chat for $2. Let's go. Uh, says, going four, six, five, and five in the first 10 days is a massive win. You are absolutely right. Absolutely right. You, t- absolutely right. you you have your first 10 games against the Dodgers, the Padres, and then the Dodgers again. Which I hate. By, well, can ridiculous. I complain about no, that absolutely. really fast? Let, let, me, 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 let me get on my soapbox really fast. But I want to complain about the fact that why the fuck do we have to have the Dodgers twice on opening day? Can we, like, 
I mean, I get I'm, I'm okay with playing the Dodgers a lot this early and getting it out of the way and then not seeing them again in August. That part of the schedule I love. But do the Diamondbacks really have to spend two opening days? Couldn't you just lob us a, a, a softball? I mean, like, just... A, a Milwaukee Brewers team, maybe a Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not attacking these organizations. I'm just saying it would be nice to see someone else besides them. I don't want to play the Rockies with the way that they're playing right now against the yeah. Padres. So I don't know, but there are, there are 200 wins between the two teams we're playing, we're opening with. No, the Dodgers and the Padres combined for 200 wins last like season. Like are you that. kidding me? And we get yeah. 10 games. So you know when we're talking about. Big wins in a season. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous to say in game two of 162, right? It's, it's a little a gigantic But this is win. huge. If it's they a were, gigantic you know, win. if you start pressing in those 10 games, then you're you're playing 200 wins, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a chance yeah. if you're pressing, you start the season 0 and 10 and you're not getting out of that, yeah, yeah. right? So any win at this point is huge for a young team. Yeah. This is a young team. It just builds that, confidence. It's yeah. encouraging, all that kind if, of stuff. If right? they can beat Dustin May on a day that he pitched the way he did. Yeah. Yeah, because Dustin beat? May was incredible. Who and I think well, and that's the other thing too, right? Like, how does this how does this like mentally show them that look at what happened that day? Yeah. Look at how we were, you know, you were down, you have you there was a good starting pitcher in there, but if we can just get to that bullpen, if you can have some better at bats, that's one of our yeah. complaints was like again, a second night where the Diamondbacks let the starting pitcher go deep in the game uh because they weren't making him work to be honest, right? Like yeah. he was at 70 pitches after 6 innings and that's kind of absurd, right? And Diamondbacks can't let a starting pitcher who's having a night like that do that. You just sometimes you just got to even if it's not going to result in a hit or, or, or a runner on base, you got to make them work. You just got to try. And I know that's easier said sitting here in this beautiful office in this matching uh, big league chew outfit uh, that done on the field. But I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, we have a brand new segment that we're happy to introduce for our post game and our post series. And that is our King Snake. And of course, our king snake for this game is the one and only Kyle Lewis. Let's go, baby. One for one with a home run and two RBI in this game. Vital go-ahead home run that gives the Arizona Diamondbacks the victory. But again, uh, we got to give credit to the bullpen, even though it wasn't didn't go perfect. It didn't didn't build a lot of confidence, <laughs> you know. But but once Kyle Lewis put him ahead, the bullpen was able to eventually shut the door on the Los Angeles Dodgers and uh, retain a, a one-run victory, which is very important because they were very bad at that last season. Yes. Very yeah. bad at that last season. Yeah, I mean, you cut the one-run victories in like a quarter last season, they make the playoffs, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, the biggest thing is, you know, if you look at the stat sheet, you see Merrill Kelly goes three and three and two-thirds. Yeah. Last season, what does that mean? Like, last two seasons, we're losing by 10. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Having, we're having yeah. Carson Kelly on the mound. Yeah. Right, right now, <laughs> she's not wrong. That's such a great. Point. You get the luxury That's of having a, a Dre Jameson yeah. coming out of the bullpen in his freaking Scooby Doo cleats. Yeah. like yeah. he's coming out of the bullpen, With throwing fire in his blood, just ab absolute fire absolute in his blood, absolute gas. Yeah, and then dropping that absolutely nasty slider on him. Yeah. It's, you stay in the game for Kyle Lewis to come in and hit an absolute bomb. Yeah, it's, in the eighth inning at Dodgers Stadium, it doesn't get bigger than that. Let's go, it man! Doesn't, it doesn't, man. I'm, I'm fired up. Um, and and honestly, again, we just want to address it before we move on. It is amazing how the 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 perspective can change from one <laughs> game to another in a 162 game season when we're just two games in. But uh, yeah, 
Get excited. Get excited. If you're not excited, get excited. Check your pulse because you, you might be dead. Uh, we thank so many of you for being here right now on the PHN Exports YouTube channel. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the PHN Exports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. Right now we're going head to head with the Suns crew, which I know is somewhat of a losing battle with <laughs> for us, but we love you guys for being here. Uh, and I know so many of you are excited about baseball and getting some wins here. So uh, also right now, if you uh, leave us a thumbs up, we will just love you for that as well. It always makes us feel good to have that instant gratification. If you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, leave us a review. We always love the feedback. Uh, and also grab yourself a diehard membership. That way you don't miss any of the wonderful uh, content that we have from around here. Jesse Friedman's newsletter, full count, as well as the other newsletters from all of our writers. You also get a free piece of merch from the phnxlocker.com, as well as 20% off all future purchases. You also get members-only discounts with our partners, members-only invites to events, members-only merchandise, uh, which you can only get, once again, if you're a member. Uh, and you get access to our members-only Discord, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. So sign up, join us, become part of the family today. Uh, and if you already are, thank you for doing so. Uh, a big thank you to Daniel, by the way. I don't know if he's here tonight, but he sent us some Bosa donuts. Uh, and, of course, the way to my heart uh, is through powdery, sugary uh, goodness like that. So thank you for sending us those. Uh, also, grab grab yourself the BetMGM app. Uh, we are excited, extremely excited to be partnering with our friends at BetMGM. Uh, we have so much uh, coming up, including uh, the Defen Lock. That is an inevitable thing that we need to have in the BetMGM Lock uh, MGM app. We are going to have PHNX curated in-app bets. We're going to have all sorts of uh, events upcoming. There's going to be monthly cornhole leagues at the BetMGM Sportsbook at State Farm Stadium. Also, we will be out there uh, on Saturday. But if you haven't signed up for the BetMGM app yet, Use bonus code PHNX and you will get up to $1,000 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Just download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your bet loses. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. And to kick off this partnership, once again, we're doing a massive watch party this Saturday at the BetMGM Sportsbook at 2 p.m. at State Farm Stadium. Come watch the latest stages of college basketball, college basketball playout as they will have food and beverage specials, giveaways, massive TVs to watch the game on, and so much more. Plus, if you register and place your first bet with promo code PHNX when you sign up, you will receive a PHNX shirt. That is right. Now, listen to our man Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential health Michigan. All right, Chat GPT is going to ruin the world. I'm just saying that. I'm I'm terrified. Between that and the holes in the sun, I'm not going to have uh, an easy time sleeping tonight. But I will have a good time sleeping tonight, thanks to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Give me this win. That always helps me sleep at night. Uh, we have some probables for the rest of this series. Again, very thankful that Dre Jameson was able to come in and save this bullpen from having quite a meltdown because there's still a lot of games to go in a row, including beyond this series with the San Diego Padres. But uh, we have Madison Bumgarner on the bump going up against old friend Clayton Kershaw. And then in the finale, Noah Syndergaard versus Zach Davies. So uh, 
I'm going to have to say advantage Dodgers in both of these two games. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. Is it bit. too early for that? Am yeah, I, I mean, I Zach Davies has good numbers against the Dodgers, but wasn't particularly impressive last year, no, was he? No, oh, no. Boy. I mean, Zach Davies is exactly what his ERA gives you, right? <laughs> He's going to give up four runs, and that's what it's going to be. And if you can outscore four runs, then yeah, you yeah. might, you might be able to You got to combine, combine age of like 97 tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, though. I'm not – I don't – It this doesn't instill much confidence in me, and that's the reason why I'm very thankful that at least they got the win today. Uh, it seems like loser talk to say winning one out of three somehow is, feels like a win, but – uh, it definitely doesn't feel like as big of a loss as it could have been. Yeah, you know. absolutely. Yeah. Especially uh, when you got a young team like this, man. Just get one under your belt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think Jesse's going to be coming to us at some point soon. But until then, we have some more discussion about what the hell is happening in San Diego. The Padres lose again <laughs> to the Colorado Rockies. And if it was to anybody else, I think I would feel great about this. But I also don't like the fact that it's the Rockies beating them. <laughs> Right, like that. Now that's just shifted my fear to another team. I feel like we have to worry about no. matching up with. No, no, we're no? fine. No. No. no, no, no. Listen, I was I covered so many Rockies games this spring training. <laughs> I oh, literally nothing to worry about. They and you know they have they have they're they're good offensively, right? They're gonna run into some they're gonna run into into some baseballs. Uh, they just can't pitch. Yeah, that's, that's uh, so. Very true. You know what? I'm not worried at all. If I was a if I was a Padres fan, might be a little bit. Yeah, but not too much. That's it's a 162 game season. They'll be fine. No, no panic. We'll see here. I I can only imagine because the expectations are set so high for a team like that at this point that how can you not be concerned, especially yeah, losing right if if especially you're, scoring one run in two games against against the, the Colorado, Colorado Rockies, Rockies right? right? It's fine. They'll like the the Padres. The thing about the Padres is you look at their lineup, how many of them were out because of the World Baseball Classic? Oh, Almost yeah. every single one of yeah, them. Yeah, they didn't right. get a spring training, right? Yeah, like no, they'll, that's a good point. they'll be fine. The Padres will be fine. I, I don't still, want them to be fine. I, I Can they not be fine? I'll take them over the Dodgers being fine. Yeah, no. I mean, that's <laughs> fine too, but uh, Motion says the Rockies trying to be the 2021 Giants. Yeah, don't, I don't like that. Uh, Michael McDermott says don't overreact to much happening this weekend, but I want to. I want to so much, um, but he did say, although finding a way to win a close game in L.A. is still important in the grand scheme of things. That is very, very true. Uh, Clutch Canuck says the fact that the Padres are at home losing to the Rockies. Exactly. At home losing to the Rockies. So uh, normally, uh, oh, Surf USA says normally listen on your podcast. Is this the normal broadcasting time? Well, that's a great, great question. We are doing things a bit differently this year. So just for this first week. With Jesse being in L.A. and San Diego, we're going to give you guys as many post-game shows as we absolutely can. Uh, and then starting the following week, we're going to kind of get back to our normal schedule where we will be uh, going live post-series. Uh, so we should be going live mostly like Sundays and Wednesdays. And then we're also going to do a post-game uh, for whatever the game of the week is that we decide. So we'll be bringing you three post-game slash post-series shows per week as well as two at our regular time, which right now will be 1 p.m. in the afternoon. So I uh, hope you're able to make it for that because I know sometimes uh, we're all over the place with the times. Uh, we are always available on YouTube, so make sure to always check us out there uh, as well as hopefully uh, keep downloading us and subscribe wherever you get your podcast at. Um, but for now, we have a little bit of, of uh, excitement there because the Diamondbacks are not in last place 
in the NL West. Oh, uh, that would belong. Feels so good, that would baby. To the San Diego Padres. I don't care if we're two games in. I hate seeing that fifth, uh, yeah. fifth on there. Yeah, no kidding. I'm with you on that. But uh, there's a lot of wacky things that happened around baseball today. Uh, Cleveland beat Seattle, which that those two teams are kind of evenly matched. Uh, the Marlins uh, take their second game against the Mets, two to one. So a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of weird things going on in baseball right now. That's and why that's why it's the greatest game in the world. Baby. It's so much fun. You never but know it, what's going to happen. But again, like uh, Michael said, you can't overreact to anything happening opening weekend, and that's the reason. But why. this is this. This is just baseball, right? Crazy things happen every single day. Every single day from freaking end of March all the way until the end of October. It's the greatest game in the world. It's, it. it's the reason why I don't understand when there really is a lack of confidence or at least curiosity around a team like this, right? Yeah. Because they're unproven. Uh, they, they are exciting. They're very highly ranked when it comes to uh, the prospects and where people you know, think the Diamondbacks farm system was at. And, you know, their their farm system is now becoming their major league roster. Yeah. They actually have gotten to a point, especially with the trade for Gabby Moreno. Who, Gabby was another guy tonight that was vastly underrated for what he was able to do out there. Like, he was he was fighting for his life for that pitch zone. <laughs> he really was trying to get every pitch in the zone. He was trying to get every call he could. Um, but, man, he made some uh, – had, had a strong arm, made some incredible yeah, plays. Yeah, his, his pop time is is ridiculous. Like unmatched pop time. His the uh the David Peralta caught stealing was you know when that happened I looked over at you and it's like yeah did you see how fast that ball got got out of his glove yeah um Peralta got a good got a good jump it was a bad pitch to to throw throw down to and he still got him got um him. yeah the, a lot of the hype you know coming out of coming out of the Arizona Fall Week last year when he broke out and really became like the prospect that he is today um, was that he's an offensive player, right? He's yeah. going to get on base. He's not going to hit a lot of whole lot of, he's going to hit, he's not going to hit for a whole lot of power. Um, he's just going to get on base, but now seeing him up close, he, he has the potential, you know, you see it to be one of the better defensive catchers in, in baseball. He was, um, he really was. impressive from what we've seen so far in this game in particular yesterday as well. And then also all throughout spring training. He was, was really impressive. He was working it. He really was. And I mean, he, uh, uh, I, I thought that, <laughs> I mean, maybe this is projecting on him a bit too much, but he really showed like some leadership of what yeah. he was trying to do out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even at the dish, but behind the plate, it really felt like he was trying to command this game. And honestly, he's, he, the Diamondbacks need him to kind of step up and want that role and want to be their full-time catcher. Yeah. If he continues to play like we've seen in the series, I'm all for it. I think he's going to, uh, I mean, it's the Dodgers. They're a very good team. The Diamondbacks at this point uh, have, have uh, had an opportunity to kind of get blown out by them, yeah. even though things kind of look like they were going to be a bit more competitive yesterday. And now they've had a chance to hang with them and see that they could actually uh, take one from them. So it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been an absolute blast. And, uh, Again, uh, the world uh, is not the sky is not falling any longer, and uh, the Diamondbacks are back. We back. We, we back, back, baby. We back. You back. We back. We all back. The D backs. <laughs> uh, Jesse might have really gotten beat up by Dodgers fans. I don't know. I'm starting to get really worried. I am too. Now, <laughs> I told. Uh, he sent the video. He sent a video. Jesse's alive. Tori on Kyle Lewis. All right, he's alive. He made it out. Because <laughs> here's the thing. 
I was telling Danielle, I, I, and I think I might have told you guys, I worry about Jesse. I do. I, I know I shouldn't. He's a grown adult that knows how to travel. He travels probably more than I do. He's very capable of taking care of himself. But still, is he taking care of himself? Is he getting enough sleep? Is he drinking <laughs> enough water? These are the things that go through my mind all day long when I'm not with Jesse. I'm just worried about him all the time. Is he wearing his seatbelt, you know, in his sick RAV4? <laughs> I just, uh, I need to know. But uh, Jesse did send some information from Kyle Lewis, or from Toy Lavolo on Kyle Lewis, which we'll have here for you guys in a minute. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Toy Lavolo has lots of nice things to say about Kyle Lewis right about <laughs> I now. I would imagine so. I mean, yesterday, it was it was funny, though, right? Because, again, uh, of, of all the guys, of all, if you want to talk about the most unlikely hero after yesterday's game. Yeah. It, it, it would be Kyle, Lewis, Kyle Lewis, right? right? Like, <laughs> because the guy that almost got the golden sombrero for the team. Yeah, I know? had, I had so many people text me and it was like, what's with Kyle Lewis? Like this trade, like what's going on? Uh, baseball is a long season. Yeah. Oh, first happened. Yeah. That's just kind of how the game works. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna like I get so worked up about how much I love baseball. This yeah. is the thing: you could go over, you could look terrible. Yeah. One like one day, next day you're the absolute hero. Yeah. You're looking like you didn't spring training. Yeah. This is why baseball is the best game in the, the world. The biggest thing is is that the Diamondbacks didn't really have a right-handed bat that they could bring in in this situation, let alone two like they did. And uh, again, three because Nick Ahmed. Yeah, Nick Ahmed, right? But I'm just saying that yeah, yeah, right. They swapped Nick Ahmed yeah. in, right for Perdomo. So like. Um, you, you gotta give Tori some credit. I'm sure Tori is going to give Kyle Lewis all the credit here, but, uh, Tori deserves some credit for the fact that he was able to pivot. And honestly, the organization deserves a little bit of credit for the fact that Tori had, uh, the, the firepower for him to bring in, uh, someone that was capable of doing this. It was such a big thing that was missing from this team last year. It was almost absurd when you looked at the lineup and saw how many left-handed bats they had. Versus uh, anybody that they could bring in for, you know, uh, this exact uh, scenario. So uh, I, I don't know, but I'm very excited for this win. And again, uh, it makes me feel like the Arizona Diamondbacks depth uh, played a big role in it, which the depth is something that they have not had over the last three seasons. Yeah, I mean, for all the flack that Torrey got last last couple of years, all the flack that Mike Hazen got. They deserve, you know, they deserve their flowers, right? They this is bit. this is a deep team. I mean, and, this, is and, a, this is a total overreaction on our part, and, but still, they deserve no, their flowers. They, Let's they, this is this is a deep team, and yeah. you're seeing why yeah. why they stuck with with it with with you know they they had a plan, they stuck with it, and yeah. here we're seeing it. You know, it worked out at least in games. one game, two games, yeah. right? But this is you know, baseball is such a microcosm of 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 life and the world itself, and like you know. This is going to carry over. This yeah. is just how baseball works. Well, it I mean, it definitely can carry over for the confidence of of several members of this team. Uh, Corbin Carroll, who we didn't talk about really, uh, besides him, you know, of course, being able to beat out uh, a, a, a standard ground out that everybody else would have been out at, uh, was two for four. He contributed as One well. One of the weirdest doubles we've ever seen. Yeah, but still, yeah, Cor <laughs> Corbin, yeah. Corbin Carroll didn't even, he thought it was foul. He stood there for a while, still was able to get it a double. He, <laughs> there, he doesn't single, the man doubles. And when he does single, it's still like, you think he's out, but he's safe. Uh, but here was what Torrey Lavello had to say on Kyle Lewis and that dinger that put them ahead. Yeah, I'm sure it felt very good for him. It felt very good for this team. And, you know, I know yesterday he didn't have a very good day to play, and he just picked himself up today. And, and, and obviously the big two are home and won the game, but he's just a good player. He's just a good hitter. He uh, he barreled up a really like quality pitch uh, at the right time in the right situation. Beating this team. 
Uh, Shane is in here, and Shane is uh, a self-professed Mariners fan, uh, and he just said that Kyle Lewis is going to get uh, healthy, and he's going to get good, he's going to rake, and it's going to make him and other Mariners fans very sad, and we really hope that's the case. <laughs> I don't like to prey on other people's misery, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, because, again, Kyle Lewis has had such an up-and-down career, right? Obviously, the knee injuries were drastic, and they were really career-threatening injuries, and... This is a guy that three seasons ago was the 2020 AL. Two seasons ago. Three, two, three, two, two now? Two? Yeah. Uh, it was a 2020 AL uh, Rookie of the Year. So we are talking about a, a player that has a, a lot to offer, and uh, hopefully now he can offer that to the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. Yeah, absolutely. He, uh, he to me, just screams one of those change of scenery guys. Right? Yeah, he was yeah. stuck. You got Julio Rodriguez like coming up, you know, you're probably going to be out of a job, right? And so you start pushing. This is the thing we talk. Baseball is just such a mental game. Once you get in your head, yeah. you get an injury, you start pushing. Um, change of scenery is going to do do yeah. everything for yep. you. And right now, you know, we saw it in spring training. Spring training numbers don't mean a, a single thing. However, now his but spring training numbers were was, incredible. As about as impressive as you could yeah, possibly get, yeah. and then he literally won the job from Pavin Smith yeah. because of his offense. It was and then to, today, you know, you you see that you're seeing the barrels that he was hitting in 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 spring training. It felt like everything he hit, even on the outs, was he was barreling up. He was he was hitting hard. Well, even and that so, even that roster decision now seems so much more uh, savvy now yeah. than it did yesterday. When you're yeah. like, but. Honestly, I, I will stay, still say going back to uh, the opening day lineup, I still think that people are right to question Tori for having Kyle Lewis as the leadoff hitter. I, I didn't think that that was a great option, and my main reason for that is speed, right? Yeah. It's not Kyle Lewis's offense or his ability to get on base as much as it was speed, right? Yeah, so. and baseball is a different game now, right? When you're, you're looking in the 90s and, and before, you wanted your fastest player. No matter what, you wanted your fastest player on, yeah. on base. Um, and Tori mentioned this yesterday. He was talking about how you want somebody now to get on base. Yeah, just right? somebody and, that can, and the we best talk, option to get yeah, on Yeah, and we talked about this before the game. Um, I really like Josh Rojas in yes. the, in the, yes. in the, in the leadoff lead spot yeah. because he's going to do whatever it takes to get on base. Yeah. You know, even last year. the He'll the, lean into one, he'll the, walk, the, he'll do whatever. He'll bunt with two strikes he in will. a shift. Like, yeah. he'll do whatever it yeah. takes to get on base. Um, and I mean, he was and he was the only one having kind of pestery pe pestering at bats to yeah. Dustin May that was yeah. trying to drive up the, the yeah, pitch count. Exactly. Bit, and know? so that's what I like in a leadoff hitter. Um, now, will Corbin Carroll be the leadoff hit hitter, you know, in July? Probably. Yeah. But, you know, it's his first opening day. You're not going to throw him into throw him to the wolves and, and a sold out, not a sold out there. Plenty of good seats available in in Dodger Stadium these these last two games. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but you know it, no it's kidding. still it's still a big it's still a big place. Um, yeah. big spot. So you don't want to throw them into the into the fire, especially with a new contract, right? Yeah. Um, and you know knowing Tori the way we do, he's not going to put his players mentally in a place like that, right? Yeah. You're not going to have a Kyle Lewis situation where he's just so down mentally that he's not going to be the player that you know he can be, right? So, um, early in the season you play with lineups, um. See what works, see what doesn't. You have lineups in your head, and then you all of a sudden, oh shoot, it doesn't work. So you you play with them, and so we'll we'll get a more solidified lineup, yeah. I'm sure, going yeah. forward. Will be though. I mean, it is Tory. Probably not. I don't but, mean you to know... attack Tory, but <laughs> Tory is not known for playing uh, the 
a, a consistent lineup. But there's nothing wrong with that. There isn't because he as long as you're winning, maybe he does have plenty of options now. So that's the one thing that's good here. But uh, we are actually going to be joined by the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman, my vice mayor. In case anything happens to me, he's the guy that takes over as mayor around this place. Uh, but right now he's coming to us uh, from Los Angeles, and uh, let's bring him in, Jesse Friedman. The giant Jesse. What's <laughs> happening, buddy? Giant orange Jesse this time. A lot, a lot different. Yeah, I, lot, I am very orange, feeling. aren't I? I You're swear very this orange. room is actually, the lighting in here is not orange at all. But my, yeah. my computer camera is deciding to make me orange. It's so fine. It's go. a good look. You look very tan. It's a, it's an L.A. look. <laughs> uh, yeah, but right. We're, we're very happy to see you, bud. How, uh, how's the vibes there in the Diamondback Clubhouse? You know, of all of all the Diamondbacks games that I've covered, I'm not sure that I've ever been part of one where we had so many interviews to do after the game. Uh, obviously, when you know when you when you pull out a win, there's going to be a couple different guys who who had a, a part in that win. Yeah. Um, but it, it felt like we were in the interview room forever because it was like, oh, you got to talk to Kyle Nelson and Merrill Kelly and Dre yeah. Jamison and Andrew Chafin. We're bouncing all over the place talking to all these guys uh, because this was a, a really big team win for the Diamondbacks. Obviously, uh, Kyle Lewis with the home run, that's that's the thing that's going to get all the attention. Um, but, I mean, Dre Jamison was absolutely outstanding out of the bullpen in this game. And, and honestly, Merrill Kelly did not have his best stuff at all uh, in this game, but uh, but found a way to to put up a zero over three and two thirds innings anyway. So all the way around, a, a really big win for this Diamondbacks team. Uh, everybody is very excited that you're here and unbruised, Jesse. Because while we were waiting for you, Shane had Chat GPT write a breaking news article about Dodgers fans apparently beating you up. So uh, and <laughs> and Chat GPT knew Chat without him prompting it that you'd be wearing a Diamondbacks jersey. So. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty accurate and true to life. But uh, what what what's going on there with uh, with with Dre Jamison? Because obviously Dre was huge for the Diamondbacks tonight. He uh, he really saved this bullpen from having you know probably what could have been a, a a game that depleted them quite a bit going forward for this four game series and then another two games with the Padres right after this. Yeah, I mean, we talked with Dre about like, hey, this this bullpen roll, it's not it's not too bad. It looks looks kind of good on you, right? And he was like, yeah, I guess so. Uh, you know, he talked a little bit about his experience warming up in the bullpen and and how odd that kind of was, and you know, nervously just kind of waiting for his name to be called and and whatnot, right? All of these things that go along with being a reliever that Dre Jamison is not at all familiar with. Um, but yeah, I mean, you couldn't really have asked for, for anything more from Jay Jamison in this game. Uh, I know he, you know, he's not going to be happy with, with the three walks and, you know, the mistake pitch that he made to Mookie Betts, but, uh, to come into Dodger stadium in, in a tight game and go, you know, four innings. I mean, he wound up, he wound up throwing more innings than Merrill Kelly did in this yeah. game when it was all yeah, said that and was done. wild. Uh, <laughs> It was it was incredible, and and you figure he might have even had more left in the tank. I mean, Dre Jamison threw sixty six pitches in this game. We've seen him throw more than that in, in spring training starts. So uh, there was you know maybe some question of if Dre Jamison should have finished off that eighth inning instead of uh, bringing Scott McGuff into that spot. But uh, nonetheless, things things certainly turned out well for the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm glad you brought up Scott McGuff because obviously things weren't great tonight with him. He only went a third of an inning and gave up two walks. 
much like everything uh, this weekend, Michael McDermott was here taking your place, telling me not to overreact to anything happening uh, <laughs> this weekend, which I think was sage advice. But uh, any 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 concerns there with Scott McGuff and, and his outing tonight? It was a big spot to bring in Scott McGuff, right? I mean, the guy yeah. hasn't pitched in a major league game since, I want to say, 2015. He's had some success overseas in Japan, but the NPB is not the same thing as Major League Baseball. At one point in spring training, we talked with Tori about him possibly wanting to give Scott McGuff a bit of a soft landing, you know, bring him into a lower leverage situation to allow him to adapt to the big leagues a little bit and kind of get him his feet under him a little bit at this level. And then, you know, there you go. It's a one-on-two-out situation in the eighth inning in a one-run game. Uh, and, that, and that's where Tori decided to put in Scott McGuff, as well as facing Mookie Betts uh, to start that ninth inning, with, which ultimately ended up in a walk. So, yeah, too early to, to make any big judgments on, on McGuff, but I think it was a lot to ask of him. And, um, you know, fortunately, it didn't wind up costing the Diamondbacks uh, the game, but maybe we see McGuff in a lower leverage situation the next time out. What were you most impressed by in this win? Uh, Kyle Lewis bouncing back and hitting a home run after having an 0-4 night where he almost got the golden sombrero. Uh, Tori's, Tori's game management. Uh, what any, Anything stick out to you as being the, the, the main key here? For Tori, the player of the game is Dre Jameson. Uh, Tori said that we won this game because of Dre Jameson. He said that in his in his post game presser, and I think that was absolutely the case. I mean, uh, this Diamondbacks bullpen we like to believe is is better than what it was a year ago. Um, but I mean, a year ago, if you got your starter knocked out in the fourth inning, piecing together your way from the fourth to the ninth in a game as tight as this one, it would have been almost impossible for yeah. for the bullpen that the yeah. Diamondbacks had last year. At least it felt that way at times. Well, uh, for especially Dre for to come in and, and do that was was incredible. Sorry to cut you off, but especially for Dre to come in and and kind of get Merrill Kelly out of that inning uh, where he gave up. I think it was the two walks. I think it was and and uh, Dre Dre got him out of that. And I mean that that was huge right there, considering how close this game was. But also we felt like confidence wise, obviously the win does a lot, but things could have shifted really quickly here, and the fact that they were able to you know, keep this game so close, even after Dre gave up the home run to Mookie Betts felt, felt pretty, pretty, pretty key here. Like we talked about the fact that yeah. Dre has been able to kind of bounce back from having a bad inning or, or giving up a big home run and, and kind of buckle down. But we also saw that a bit out of Andrew Chafin there in the ninth inning who didn't give up a big hit, but he had a couple of bad pitches that he like almost got really kind of mad at himself about. And then next thing you know, Chafin was, was dialed in there to, to close that game out. Yeah, Chafin made some pretty funny comments in, in our post-game interviews just about how, uh, you know, he, he, he can only focus when the, when the lights are on and there's a lot of noise in the stadium. He said that the, <laughs> noise, the noise of the stands uh, helps drown out the noise of what's up here. Uh, pointing at his head, <laughs> like, the, like the voice in his own such head. An Andrew Chafin. Oh, my God. Uh, is that how I yeah, can get, a, get back to sleep at 4 o'clock in the morning? Because <laughs> things are loud up here at 4 o'clock in the morning, Jesse. Let me tell Unfortunately, you. Unfortunately, my uh, my phone malfunctions, so we don't have good audio of that interview. Oh, man, that's David too bad, though. But that's some, a great story anyway. He did he did say some pretty hilarious things. See, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, just real quick is Tori Lovello, I thought, really managed a very good baseball game. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about some different situations late yeah. in games. Um, where, you know, maybe, maybe you'd make some different decisions than what Tori ultimately did. But 
Um, he was two for two in challenges for one thing. I mean, I guess that's more the credit to the D-backs video guy than anything else. Um, <laughs> right. Wound up, the first one, the first of those challenges wound up saving a run, uh, which was ultimately the difference in this game. And then uh, the way that he managed that eighth inning with, with Kyle Lewis coming up, the Diamondbacks pinch hit for three consecutive hitters uh, late in this game in a very bizarre order too. Uh, checking my scorecard, you had Nick Ahmed, the shortstop, coming yep. in for the center fielder, Alec Thomas. Yep. You had Evan Longoria, your third baseman, coming in for Perdomo at shortstop. And then you had Kyle Lewis, who didn't even stay in this game. The Diamondbacks uh, forwent the DH spot for the remainder of this game and had Lourdes Gurriel Jr. just play left field. Uh, he came in for Josh Rojas. So um, not something that I necessarily saw coming, but you can see Torrey has some weapons at his disposal that he hasn't had in in the past. Yeah. Uh, there have been times against, especially last year, against lefties where the D-backs just didn't have an answer. They just didn't have enough quality right-handed hitters on this team. And in this game in the eighth inning, you got a lefty on the mound, and Tori Lovello <laughs> had an answer for Dave Roberts. I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's like, it's like, see, you and I spent a lot of time together. So even when we're not in the same room, we still just repeat <laughs> each other and we say the same stuff because that's what would happen if we were here talking anyway. But uh, yes, I was completely on board with that. And I brought that exact thing up just about like the depth of this team and how it's paying off. And I, again, trying not to overreact to a loss, trying not to overreact to a win, but Tori Lavolo being able to, to, to switch things up and go to those right-hand batters that he wouldn't have had available to him last year, at least not those guys with that experience, right? Ahmed, yeah. Longoria, and, and Kyle Lewis, there's a lot of experience there. Kyle Lewis obviously being the most talented of the guys, or at least the hottest bat, you could say, right now, coming in off of spring spring training. But, um, I mean, those just weren't – he didn't have those options last year, right? So, again, it, yeah. sometimes it's not about a manager being bad as much as it's about – you know, the team not really giving him giving him the pieces that he needs in order to be able to adapt in a game like this to a new pitcher coming up and capitalize on on them bringing in bringing in a guy when Dustin May was kind of fairly dominant, you know, in this game. So, yeah, um, but I also think it's wonderful that you and I are on the same page without even discussing things because Jesse has been in the bowels of uh, Dodger Stadium uh, and I'm very excited. I hope the vibes were immaculate and in, in the clubhouse and uh I hope you stay safe because after the chat GPT thing, I'm <laughs> very worried about you. Yeah, I guess I better be watching my back on my way out. I'm of just here, saying, right? don't wear a Diamondbacks jersey the whole time you're there. That's all I ask of you. Uh, we looked ahead at the probables there a bit, and it's not super encouraging uh, considering we have Mad Bum against Clayton Kershaw, uh, and then I think we have uh, Zach Davies against Noah Syndergaard. What are your thoughts on on the final two games of this series? I mean, Noah Syndergaard is not the guy that maybe you have in your head from a few years ago. Uh, sure. that he, the guy that he was I, t- I the tend Mets. to hold on to that, so you're right about that. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, we saw him pitch in some pretty big games, obviously, last year with the Phillies, and he's still a good pitcher. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't you know, look at that as, as an unwinnable game by any stretch of the imagination. I think Syndergaard is kind of a number three, number four starter at this stage in his career. At least he was. You never know what happens when pitchers go over to the Dodgers. Suddenly, it seems like they all – throw 100 yeah. miles an hour yeah, and, and okay. you know, become Get an ace spider overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what happened with Tyler Anderson last year, but uh, certainly not out of the question that Noah Syndergaard could, could pull something similar off. But, uh, yeah, you don't probably feel so great about uh, the Saturday game that we have coming tomorrow. Uh, Bumgarner against Clayton Kershaw, a matchup that, as we talked about the other day, has not happened since 2016 
Uh, it's been a while since Mad Bum and Kershaw have faced off in a game. I think it's kind of a fun uh, matchup. It's it's sort of iconic in, in some ways. Uh, you don't necessarily feel so confident about it if you're a Diamondbacks yeah. fan. Uh, you know, one of those players has aged well, uh, and the other one uh, not, <laughs> We'll not leave it up so to you much. to decide which one that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, But, I mean, you know, I feel like this Diamondbacks offense is kind of due to break out a little bit. Uh, we haven't really seen out, outside of that Kyle Lewis home run, frankly. Uh, the Diamondbacks haven't done much of anything offensively yeah, uh, since the second inning of, of that game yesterday. So, I mean, uh, Corbin Carroll's still out there trying to make out. things happen, Jesse. Corbin Carroll is still beating out what would normally be a ground out for most batters and, and making it into a single. But yeah, uh, it's, it can't just be him on his own this, this year. He's going to need some help. So hopefully we can I love see how, this. Uh, I love how Corbin Carroll had, had two hits in this game, and both of them were like, uh, I don't want to say accidental, but like both yeah. were like kind of <laughs> yeah. odd, right? Yeah, like, like odd he had weird a, hits, yeah. <laughs> he had the double down the right field line that I'm pretty sure he didn't think was fair. It was fair, yeah. I don't think anybody in the stadium knew it was fair. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was it was a little odd. Uh, so, of course, he winds up getting to second anyway. If, if he'd been sprinting the whole way, I wonder if he could have gotten to third. Mookie Betts uh, kind of bobbled it a little bit in right field. Um, and then, of course, you got that play up the first baseline, which uh, I know um, – I know the guy covering the base, I can't remember who was on the mound, but whoever that was uh, stopped short of the bag and wasn't actually on the base. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's all Corbin Carroll's speed, uh, you know, turning what would have sure been a ground is. out for 99% of baseball players into a single. Well, and the thing is, is for like a game this close, right? The decisions Tory made were, were the difference maker. And, and even in cases like that, even if they didn't end up resulting in, in him scoring or anything happening, it feels like that kind of stuff, those inches, right? The win the inches, win the inches. Tori talks about all, uh, all the time, but like that really could be a difference maker for this team. They're they're they don't yeah. they're not going to have the star power that some of these other teams have, but if they can if they can turn plays that would normally be an out for most teams into a single and and capitalize on that, this team very well could be uh, as exciting as as we were hoping that they would be. This and year. you do that once, and hey, guess what? It's on scouting report now. So yeah. now other teams have to have to prep for that that yeah. you know defensive shifts, de- defensive like positioning is going to change now, yeah. and you have to plan for that now. Yeah. You have so to that's respect gonna, Corbin yeah. Carroll for sure. So and, and who knows what that's going to open up? Yeah, it's going to be great. But the Jesse, other thing I want to say uh, real quick about Corbin Carroll is, of course, everyone wants to know how long until Corbin Carroll becomes the Diamondbacks' leadoff hitter. Right? That's the only thing anyone anyone wants to know. It feels that's like. All we want. Um, and, and it's kind of hilarious because Tori is very much anticipating that that question. Like he kind of knows it's on all the reporters' minds. Um, so today I, I asked Tori in pregame about uh, just kind of what he looks for in a leadoff hitter, what guys he kind of has in that mix. And in no way was I necessarily hinting at Corbin Carroll directly. We saw Kyle Lewis yesterday, Josh Rojas today. Tori's used Cattell uh, Marte in that role in the past. Um, but yeah, Tori just instantly was like, I know what you're getting at. Um, even though I, I really wasn't necessarily talking about, I Gordon wasn't Carroll, getting but... at anything, Tori <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but he did, uh, and and we talked about uh, some things related to this as well yesterday about um, Carroll being moved up in the lineup at some point and how long it might take for those things to happen. Um, and Tori basically said something around maybe sixty plate appearances. I want to say is the number that he put on it, where he might reconsider. Uh, where guys are in the lineup. So for okay. people wondering why is Carroll batting 
you know, seventh against lefties and fifth against righties? Why is Gabby Moreno so low in the lineup? Those kinds of things. Uh, I think those things, yeah. I think those things might change soon once those guys get a little bit more experience. So let me ask you this: Does do you, does that thing does that mean you think we will see Kyle Lewis bat leadoff again here soon? I mean, it, it's interesting. I think it's funny that after yesterday, his pinch hit home run technically did come in the leadoff spot uh, after the, <laughs> uproar that, the uproar that happened yesterday. Right? It's uh, kind of funny, funny how that worked out. <laughs> Uh, I, I would think so. I mean, I, I was looking today at, at leadoff hitters that Tory has used since he took over as manager in 2017. There's a lot of right-handed hitters in there who weren't necessarily your prototypical leadoff types, right? We've yeah, talked about yeah. Nick Ahmed being in that role, Carson Kelly being in that role, Jordan Luplo let off some games last year. I think Tory is just looking for, when there's a lefty on the mound, he's just looking for a right-handed hitter who will give him a good at bat. And today he talked about how, uh, you know, speed at the top of the lineup is kind of a 1985 mindset is the way that he put it, where it's just like, that's not how we manage this game anymore. If you're looking for speed exclusively at the top of the lineup, that's just not the way that, that baseball works at this point. And uh, Kyle Lewis, there was a time when he was fast. I think those uh, those days are, are maybe behind him at this point. But I wouldn't be surprised if you see Lewis back in that leadoff spot at some point soon. Dan- Danielle also said that about the leadoff spot. It was so it's, they agree apparently when it comes to that idea. But uh, Jesse, we're going to let you get out of here because again, everybody's very worried about you. Uh, don't forget to send me more pictures of any tacos that you eat while you're in LA, and please drink some water. I'm concerned about you at all times. Okay, get some sleep. Yeah. Well, well, I, I guess I better I better watch my back on my way out of here. And Please. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that you guys didn't send like a bodyguard or something like you're going to break this. We don't have that Jesse, kind of protection. So. Jesse, I made you no, drive yourself there and I made you stay with a friend of yours. You know, we don't have that kind of budget, but I will. <laughs> I will I'll, pray I'll for your Steve, safety. Uh, I'll see if Steve Gilbert is is available to please, please, Steve. Steve, I bet Steve's been in a fight or two at Dodger Stadium, so I think you'll yeah, I'll have some information for you on how to get through that. But all right, buddy, we'll talk to you on uh, Sunday after Sunday's game. All right, sounds good. See you guys. All right, see ya. Oh, he's great. Uh, And again, I'm gonna worry all night. Absolutely (laughs) are, but uh, I'm going to stop by our Circle K right across the street here. Uh, to get myself some water and probably some iced coffee for just $1.89. That way that I'm uh, fueled up for the night so that I can uh, have plenty of caffeine in my system so I can worry about Jesse until the morning. <laughs> uh, they also have Red Bulls, two for five seventy five or three for $8, and Monsters, uh, three for four fifty and three for $6. So make sure to stop out and make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Uh, be stocked up all March Madness long over at Circle K. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator. That's CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. They're all over the place. You know where Circle K's are. Stop by. Make sure you feel, fuel up your car, car and fuel yourself up. Also, while you're there, grab some Four Peaks beer. Uh, Four Peaks is our local brewery, uh, and they are all about a wide variety of beers uh, for you to drink. And of course, they also have their 8th Street Pub, which we're at quite out, quite often, and you can go out to as well. Check out their spring training tours all throughout the month of March, which is almost over, but I bet I bet they might still take you on a tour in the month of April. I'm not sure. Uh, these do say March, so uh, don't hold me to that. But there are ghosts, apparently, that make the beer. We still don't know what the ghost's role is in making the beer, but they will tell you on the tour if you go out there and check it out. 
Uh, also check out their calendar at fourpeaks.com slash events for all your beer week entertainment. Uh, and more importantly, join us on April 27th for the NFL draft because the Arizona Cardinals, uh, they, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That was, the, that did not come out of me, uh, but that may be a fact. I don't know. I mean, one win in 18 months. And then listen, we, as it's not, guess what? They're not getting a win in 19 months or 20 months because there's no fucking football until August. But as, 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 as someone who is on the field for pretty much every home game this oh, year, I can confirm. Mm. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to stand for this blast, blast for me because now they have a new coach, new GM. It's a completely new team. They also have the third pick in the draft. So it's a big opportunity for the Cardinals. And the best place to take in this pivotal moment is with us and the rest of the NFL draft on April 27th uh, at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Uh, I did, that sounded weird. The rest of the NFL draft isn't going to be happening at the Four Peaks Pub. We're just going to be watching it there, but you can join us there. Uh, it must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Um, also, we had some fun today. Uh, with our friends out at the Savannah Bananas. If you are not familiar with the Savannah Bananas, I don't know how you're not. My 11-year-old daughter is, and she doesn't know most Major League Baseball teams, but she knows who the Savannah Bananas are, and she knows that they have a pitcher on stilts. Uh, and we have a very, very entertaining video that we are going to put together for you guys. Shane and I had a lot of fun out there. Shane did some tremendous work on this. But uh, here's a little preview of what you're going to get from us with our friends at the Savannah Bananas. It's Derek Monte, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, out here at Scottsdale Stadium, hanging out with the Savannah Bananas on their World Banana Ball Tour. And we have some questions for these guys, including maybe how I can unlock my potential and join the squad. Oh, that's just a taste. That's just a taste <laughs> of what we got. Oh, man, it was fun. But, I mean, you know, the one thing I want to say about the Savannah Bananas is, like, there, there, there is electric, I mean, electric vibe around that team. And, I mean, the way that the, the line was down the street and around the corner at Scottsdale Stadium for people to get in, the way people were decked out in their merch, it was wild. You would have thought this was a home game in Savannah, <laughs> Georgia or something with the way that they got the support. It was crazy. Yeah, man, they're fun. They just they're are, right? Pop, popping up on TikTok all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, man. That's so much why fun. my 11-year-old daughter knows them. Like, she literally <laughs> knows who the bananas are. It's wild to me. But man. Uh, there's one more chance to check them out. Make sure if you get a chance to check them out, they'll be in Peoria on Saturday. So if you can get tickets or find your way over there, one thing they do is they just let everybody run in at general admission. And it's like a running of the bulls. It's like a stampede of people. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. And it's amazing. So, uh, but everything about the Savannah bananas is incredible. And again, as somebody that loves baseball, it's kind of like what I was saying about how MLB, the show, uh, 2023 and the storyline modes with like the Negro leagues, like mm -hmm. fills my soul up. Like, uh -huh just being out there and and having baseball be as silly fun as as it is at a savannah bananas versus a party animals game i mean it, it shouldn't be missed so make sure to check them out and keep an eye out for that video we'll be dropping that tomorrow and we will have uh, lots of fun questions with the savannah bananas uh as well as some of those party animals guys as well so uh, but yeah a lot of fun out there at scottsdale stadium and man 
people were people were amped for it. But uh, speaking of fun, make sure to make your way over to Octane Raceway and Mavericks. They have all sorts of specials. They have all sorts of fun to be had. You can race cars. You can bowl. You can play video games. You can have a blast. Uh, they have daily specials. Uh, every Friday, you have trivia night and rotating drink specials from 8 to 10. Saturday through Sunday, 50% off signature bowling before noon. Book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Kart racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing. Maybe you'll go axe throwing with me because Jesse absolutely will not. Uh, bowling, arcade, great foods and drinks, so much more. Watch all the NCAA games at Mavericks in the Trophy Room Grill and Patio. Get a free $10 game card when you purchase an entree in the Trophy Room. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. And again, Fantasy baseball season is here, so you guys got to get all of your fantasy needs over at Rotowire. Uh, check out everything that they have from cheat sheets, player rankings, uh, everything to fit your specific leagues. Uh, let their experts analyze all the wild baseball snap stats for you so that they can get you the big win in your fantasy league. I am not the person to ask. I'll tell you that right now, but you can ask their experts uh, with the ask the expert function. Premium fantasy draft kits, uh, custom start and sit options, all sorts of stuff. So, And it's not just baseball. They have uh, fantasy advice on everything from golf, soccer, NASCAR, everything you need. XFL, fantasy XFL. You might want to sign. I might sign up for that. But uh, for a limited time right now, Rotowire is offering a free two-day trial to our listeners. Just go to rotowire.com slash phnx to register. No commitments at all. So they're so confident that you'll like their product and want to invest in a subscription plan uh, that they don't even ask you for a credit card up front. No, nothing at all. All you need to do is take a sneak beyond the paywall and decide if a Rotowire package is right for you. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me. We watched baseball together. We screamed. Uh, we we laughed. We had a great time. Also, also, we didn't talk about who called the Kyle Lewis home run. Uh, this lady did. Yep, we have so she very first did. pitch of the at-bat. I'm like, Derek, he's going yard right here. <sighs> yeah. I mean, and it happened, baby. Now, to be fair, we say that a lot about a lot of things that we don't ever bring up. But when we're right, we brag about them. And that's absolutely the right thing to do. So uh, thank you for following us. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Please tweet him and make sure he's okay. <laughs> uh, Danielle's at Abraca Danielle. Yup. That's right. I got that one right. Of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. Uh, and all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we thank you guys so much for being here. We love you. We appreciate your time. On behalf of everybody here, Damon, uh, we got Shane, we got Jesse in L.A., we got Danielle, we got myself. We thank you guys so much for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Kyle Lewis hits dingers. Let's go.